Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we are really, really glad to be with you. We've got a great show for you. I call it an evening with Steve Quayle. All three hours are going to be dedicated to interviewing and getting the views of Steve Quayle. We're going to be talking about Civil War. We're going to be talking about Alien Disclosure. And we're going to be talking about World War III in that order. And boy, boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to unpack. Let me say, first of all, there are some great sponsors that help bring this show to you. And I just want to mention something that I'm hoping all of you are doing. Please, please, please do this from the bottom of my heart. And if you don't buy from us, please buy from somebody. And that's getting storable food. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to have six months to two years minimum. Two years is preferable. Six months is minimal. And we have the best storable food company out there. My Patriot Supply, and I get so many rave reviews, people saying, thank you, thank you, Dave. We've tried it as restaurant quality. Yes, we know that. No glyphosates, no GMOs, 25-year shelf life. Go to preparewithdave.com, 70% off, and we're selling them in two- and four-week packets so you can build that minimal total. But you don't have real long, so please take advantage of it. Now, we also have another sponsor here in this first hour. Uh, A couple of things. Steve Quail, as you know, has Renaissance Precious Metals. We're going to talk about that for a second. But we're also going to talk about this conference in Branson. And man, oh man, oh man, was that absolutely fantastic when I was at last year. And I am going to definitely be there again this year, ladies and gentlemen. So let me bring in Steve. Steve, thanks for joining us. And before we get started on our topics, my friend, talk to me a little bit about Renaissance Precious Metals and why now than ever before is it important to be out of cash and be into precious metals? Well, Dave, years ago, almost three and a half decades, when I started in the precious metals business, there were different factors working in the world, but the biggest concern was inflation, hyperinflation, and the continual and perpetual uh, printing of money that would depreciate and deprecate the value of the U.S. dollar. And right now, obviously, compared to uh, 30 years ago, we've lost 500% of our purchasing power. I also coined the term, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. And there have been some high-profile financial figures uh, who have even admitted they didn't follow their own leading uh, when concerning precious metals. Everybody wants to hold them in their hands. And, you know, I've heard this story, you can't eat gold, you can't eat silver. Well, first of all, anybody aware of any of the great, uh, if you will, pogroms against the people, whether in China, whether in Germany, whether the Jews, it doesn't matter who, any place, anywhere, anytime, the people that were able to escape always had something that they could barter. I even know of a family that escaped South Africa by sewing Krugerrands into the seams of their clothes when they weren't allowed to take out any money. And as everyone knows, that the day is coming where the South Africans now, or excuse me, it's here, where they're calling, the government's calling for the killing of white people, mm-hmm. slitting their throats, men, women, and children, and taking their property. Well, Dave, I said, as goes South Africa, so goes the United States. So people need to have fungible, that means in hand, they need to have something they can barter and trade for. And one of the questions we'll answer right off the top of the hour is that gold and silver have an international price that's priced in other currencies other than the dollar. Obviously, China's been hoarding gold, hoarding gold. So has Russia, and they own two of the largest supplies of gold in the world. So when people ask, why do why should they buy gold, why should they buy silver? Because everything in the paper markets is open and suspect to multiple calls on the value of that. 
simply meaning this. Who knows how many IRE, excuse me, IOUs are out there in the derivatives uh, world, and, you know, they talk in the trillions, but it's actually in the quadrillions. So the point is, all the world's earning power can never pay off the debt that's there. When you have gold or silver, you hold it in your hand, it's your asset. Nobody else has a claim against it. So I'm urging people, this is the low. This is a major low point in the precious metals market because obviously when the cryptocurrency rage came on the scene, everybody looked at Bitcoin going from pennies to 20,000 a coin and then thought they could catch that train either on the way down for a correction or on a new way up. And all that money pretty much stayed out of the metals, which provides everybody a great opportunity. My company, Renaissance Precious Metals, has been in business for 30 years, and uh, the thing that I, I'm grateful for is I believe the the uh, options that people have when they have some form of barter is better than none. So you can't eat gold and you can't eat silver, but the Swiss have a marvelous statement, Dave. He who buys gold never starves. And if you think about it, the people that fled Vietnam, the people that fled uh, in Nazi Germany, the people that fled South America during the uh, purges in Argentina, Peru, uh, Chile, all of the upheaval of both continents and of all continents, people were able to get out and, and they were able to get a new start. So what's happening, the entire paper market of the world is coming undone. And now you're seeing U.S. dollar no longer being the lead currency to uh, uh, settle uh, financial instruments, whether it's the price of oil or the price of commodities. People want to trade other things. So I'd encourage people to go on my website, uh, stevequail.com, or, or give us a call at 406-586-4840, because right now, here's the problem, Dave. Americans buy high, sell low. This is the time to buy low and make a better return than you're going to get uh, because we're seeing gyrations in the markets and the, and people are seeing 1,600 uh, point moves in the stock market, both down and up and then right. bouncing all over. That's convulsionomics. That's a word I'll, I'll share it once more on your show. Convulsionomics means economics and convulsion. And I know some of the smartest guys in the world because I follow them and they're confused. And so they're all making this statement. There are no markets, only manipulation. So that's why people need to have gold and silver. I think that's a very, very sound advice, and I want to say this and reiterate it. I'm not only friends with Steve. Yeah, Hello? Steve. Sorry, Steve. I had the oh. I had the cough button on. Um, okay. I want to say this to the listening audience. I, I, I'm not only friends and colleagues with Steve. I'm also a customer of Renaissance Precious Metals, and again. Steve gave out a number, 406-586-4840. I've called 4842, but I suspect it goes to the same place. And I am, yes, it does. I am a happy customer. And this is so important because I had on Fox News and CNN and CNBC just to kind of get a flair for what people are saying about the New Year, Steve. And they're all saying it's going to be topsy-turvy. And I think the only stable place to be is in precious metals. I think you're right on the money. One more thing I wanted to cover with you, Steve, before we jump in, and this is related to what we're talking about tonight, all of this. It's not just a commercial. This is content-oriented. And one of the things that um, we mentioned in the opening about the Branson Conference, I was there in September, and I have to tell you, it's a life-changing moment for a lot of different reasons. And I told Steve, I said, my intention is to come back, and I'm not only coming back, I'm bringing my wife. And we're really excited to be there. But, Steve, 
Talk about the conference very quickly here and why people need to make their preparations now before things run out. Well, first of all, we we offered to get a head start on everybody. You know, Dave, you were there. You know there was hardly any seats open. So people need to understand that they still, we've extended a special offer if they go on gen6.com, G-E-N-S-I-X.com. They can get, uh, they can save $25 on their ticket until the 15th of January. It's supposed to be over the 1st of January, but our webmaster screwed up and didn't take it down. So we're extending it two weeks. Also... The tapes that are from the conference are being pre-sold. Usually there's eight to ten tapes of the best speakers out there. And for anybody who orders and pre-orders the tapes off of Gen6.com, obviously they're going to get David Flynn's uh, tribute edition to Cydonia, the secret chronicle of Mars. And as I said on your program years ago when we were discussing Antarctica and Empire Beneath the Ice, Mars is going to be the most prominent headline of the astronomical scientific world and they're going to link it back to antarctica and so and for the next 15 days people can save basically 25 bucks by pre-registering uh, and they can save 20 dollars on pre-ordering the dvds you are there dave we have one of the finest production teams in the world there i mean it's like broadcast quality this year was so astonishing but these tapes when you get them ladies and gentlemen actually they're dvds that shows you uh, my age but the dvds they go all over the world and people are blown away and this year it's called answering the alien question and as dave and i get into the show later on we'll be talking about the high technology that's been hidden the 21 trillion dollar secret budget when the government's going to break it and they're going to be forced to break the news and some people call it disclosure what i would just call is this that liars finally admit the truth because everybody knows what's been going on for a long time. So this is this year's uh, theme is answering the alien question. You can go on Gen6.com and you can there's all the information there. And by the way, uh, I told Dave this before we went on the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're already a third sold, so that means that people are taking advantage of this and the special pricing. Uh, goes on until the 15th of January. So take advantage. I also, Dave, I'm the one that owns the copyright on Dave Flynn's Cydonia Secret Chronicle of Mars. And once those uh, books are sold out and or specialed out, meaning people register for the DVDs, you know, pre-order them, they get the book, then that book title will be retired. Wow. That's going to make it a collector's item, that's for sure. But and I am I'm here to attest to. I mean, the, the venue for the conference is fantastic. The security is second to none. So you can go there and be comfortable. And know that you're going to be taken care of. No one's going to pull any terrorist event with all the security that was there. The sound quality, everything there was first rate. And I'll tell you, Steve, I I have to tell you this kind of unrelated to this topic. That was my first gathering like that, and. It was such a humbling experience to me because I, I never thought I'd live to see people standing in the line to talk to me. And I was it was just humbled. And I walked away from that conference. I told Doug Hagman more, this, more than one time. I said, I am so humbled by these wonderful people that are here that it inspires me to go out and even try to do a better job of being, being, bringing people accurate news. The quality of people that were there it was like I, I I felt like I was had one foot in heaven with the quality of people that were there. I just was four days of mesmerization, Steve, and I wanted to thank you publicly 
for allowing me to be a part of that. It was just an incredible experience. But let's get down to brass tacks here. Um, The burning down of America, a civil war. I've been writing about it for some time. I've said it's coming. I've pointed to the telltale signs. I've linked events into historical parallels. Steve, there's no question that we're in the midst of a civil war. We just don't have widespread violence yet. And I think the yet is the question that, Dave, you and I must try to the best of our ability, given the different information. I want to remind everybody, too. Ladies and gentlemen, we do this on, you know, the prayers and the generosity of the people that support our sponsors. So we're just grateful for all of you. But here's where we're at, and I want to just go to the bottom line and work back. It's important, if you've never read the book, 1997 book written by Strauss and Howe called The Fourth Turning, it's inc- it's incredibly important that you do. And Dave, with your permission, I'd like to read just one short paragraph Please. that will say it all. It, it, and this is really critical. Again, the fourth turning. And this is, we're in this period right now, according to them. And again, this was written almost 21 years ago. The risk of catastrophe will be very high. The nation could erupt into insurrection or civil violence, crack up geographically, or succumb to authoritarian rule. Um, In my little insert here, all of the above. If there is a war, it's likely to be one of maximum risk and effort. In other words, total war. Every fourth turning has registered an upward ratchet in the technology of destruction and in mankind's willingness to use it. I'm going to come back and visit that statement with Dave. History offers no guarantees. Obviously, things could go horribly wrong. The possibilities ranging from a a nuclear exchange to incurable plagues, from terrorist anarchy to high-tech dictatorship. We should not assume that Providence will always exempt our nation from the uh, irreversible tragedies that have overtaken so many others. Not just temporary hardship, but debasement and total ruin. Losing in the next fourth turning could mean something incomparably worse. It could mean a lasting defeat from which our nation will and our national innocence will not survive, perhaps even uh, might not ever recover. So this is from the fourth turning, and the turning is just the periods in history. And Dave, right now, you and I have been warning about civil war within the uh, country, foreign troops both stationed in Mexico, stationed in Canada, the internal United Nations troops, the troops of NATO. We're seeing, ladies and gentlemen, the global elitists that are doing their best to provoke a nuclear conflagration. Now, here's what I think, Dave, if there's anything I have failed to do, a lot I failed to do, but it's to get this point across. You cannot have the biblical reign of Antichrist and the false man of peace coming on the scene until you have World War III. It's not Armageddon. It is a world war that's generated to bring on this man of peace. We've watched the national identities, borders, cultures be decimated by uh, Islam, which is antithetical to the Bible. And this is what I think is really critical for people to understand. You and I are detailing 
absolute troop movements. And I wish people, I, you know what my prayer is, Dave? That people will start to become responsible and not apathetic and different and just say, oh, Quail's crazy. Oh, Hodges is crazy. These guys don't know what they're talking about. We have people, is this a true statement? You, one of my friends you know, because I said, you've got to talk to Dave directly. Uh, we've got people that are risking their lives when they pick up the phone and call us because they care about more than their own life. But my question, Dave, is sometimes it seems like the people we try and warn and the ones that listen to us think that basically you and I are just Dave and Steve or independently or together, the good time hour or the bad time news. In essence, they look at it as entertainment and not provocation to prepare and to get ready for the battle. You're absolutely right, and I know specifically who you're speaking about, and he's with one of the agencies, and he does risk his life. In fact, I wrote about this this morning in an article. I I said that uh, I'm privileged because people will contact me who are risking a lot because they know I will never burn a source, and neither do you. And we do have these people that come to us, and as I've gone through the years, that number has grown. And Steve, their message is all the same. In fact, the source that you're referring to sent me a text a couple of days ago and said, Dave, I want to wish you and your family a happy new year. Be safe. World War Three is at hand. And just echoing all the things that people are going to hear in this show tonight. Well, again, you've got civil war, you've got race war. And ladies and gentlemen, Barack Obama was the one that basically initiated and instigated this uh, this war between races where prior to his election, things were really going great. And I thank God for uh, the black community, and I thank God for the Latino community that's waking up. This isn't about blacks. It isn't about Latinos. It isn't about whites. That's what the globalists, the elitists, the illuminists, and the Satanists want people to think. It is absolutely their, if you will, blueprint for destruction to put within the the context of contemporary society, nation rising against nation. By the way, that's what Jesus warned us in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, and that word literally means ethnos against ethnos. So the point is, now we have a racial strife in this country, and we've got the provocation that was in place for eight years under the former Obama administration, and the thing that's important that people must understand is there's no pulling it back politically. You've got the Democrats that are going to, uh, they're practicing a scorched earth policy. They're talking openly. Democrats is this is it. They're going for it. They're going to use their, their if you will, their their hand is out of the velvet glove now, and they're about ready to smack, you know, America. They'll do anything and everything to bring about uh the rules for radical Saul Alinsky's overthrow. And Dave, that's the thing I think, too. I fail to, to communicate. I, uh, you do a better job of it than I do, and that's not flattery. It's just true. But how do we get people to understand this is the orchestrated overthrow of the United States of America? And as Solomon, the wisest man in the world, once said, he said, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Look at what's going on in the country, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, our days are numbered. I pray that just as uh, the king had to read the handwriting on the wall, man, I pray that God opens the eyes of everybody on planet Earth and reads the handwriting in the skies, you know, and literally that they begin to understand the lateness of the hour. 
Well, the hour is indeed late, and it's something that I fret about because I think over half the country is still in blissful ignorance and don't want to know or don't care to know or incapable of knowing the dangers they face. And Steve, when they know, is when they don't have food to give to their kids and their lives change forever, and then it'll be too late to do anything about it. This is my mission, and I know it's your mission too. And this is why shows like this are important, because I'm hoping we can carve out a few more people out of that bunch of ignoramuses who don't know what's going on, and they can join the fight. Well, again, an apathy, indifference, and basically flat-ass lazy, and I'm, I'm using those terms. Don't get mad at Dave for my statement, okay? I'm, I just want you to, I'm distancing you from this. Flat-ass laziness. What that means is basically people will sit and watch over and over and over. And Dave, you get them too, I get them. Why don't you guys cover this? Why don't you guys cover that? Hello, Unless I know that Dave's got a twin brother, and I can assure you there aren't two of me, we can only do the amount of stuff we do, given the hours we are given and given the uh, uh, what we've got to work with. So, you know, again, Dave, the thing is, is that here's, I don't know, and, and I think this is actually God identified this, so we're just, fr- I'm frustratedly ide- dealing with it. What do you do with people who are lukewarm, Okay. How do you make people care about themselves? How do you tell people, look, you may hate my guts. I'm speaking to specific people that are listening to this broadcast. But look at the country. You mocked, you ridiculed, you scorned. And now we've got a situation where when there's no food and there's no electricity and there's no water and your children are, are, are crying because, Daddy, I'm hungry, that isn't scare tactics. See, this is an amazing thing, Dave. If someone, even the prophets in the Old Testament, and, and, and the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, that isn't the office of a prophet, it's the spirit of prophecy. God says his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But I find that God's people, and, and he even deals with it, the Lord says, my people reject knowledge. So it's not that God won't tell us what's going to happen, is that they even tell God, I'm too busy, God. And, and then I think God says, well, he won't be when it all comes down. So the pleadings of a loving uh, Savior trying to provoke his people to recognize the lateness of the hour. And, and personally, Dave, I don't think more people are coming on board. I know, you know, there are people that think that there's a mass awakening. I have yet to see that in my email, or I have yet to experience that. It's one one, it's two to one, three to one, meaning those different people. But are you seeing a massive, if you will, almost uh, the the blinds being opened and the scales being taken off people's eyes? Because I'm not seeing it yet. Well, I I think I'm seeing both an entry and an exit point, Steve. And I'm seeing more people who are first-timers who ask me questions that a first-timer would ask. But at the same time, I'm seeing people become, I don't know, resigned to this is how the way things are going to be, and they're not engaged in the fight. But I don't see... That's very well stated. Yeah, I don't see masses of people coming, no. But I do see some. But the thing is, is we sure have... and some and, and and some is a remnant. Let me just ask you this because I hate this question when it's asked to me. So maybe you and I can answer it together, Dave. When when you, if I said to you, Dave, out of ten people, how many of those people that you interface with 
or have any uh, form of conversation or email, how many of those people really get it and are preparing for it? Out of 10, I'd have to widen the number. I'd say out of 50, I think two or three are doing what you're saying. I think out of 10, one out of 10 understand the issue, but many of them are inactive and they're hoping it'll just go away and it's a bad dream. And that's really, that's better to widen number. If we went to, you know, I should have gone to the 100%, because if I were to, based on what I know and see, and I do, and you know this too, ladies and gentlemen, Dave interfaces with a lot of people, so do I, but my number would be 2 to 3 max, 3%. That's, that's, I would just say that, because you couldn't have the country. They claim, what, 3% of the American uh, population that was aware of the pre-revolutionary war was responsible for winning that war? I don't even see, you know, outside of the brave, uh, excuse me, men and women, there's so few people in the fight that if, if, give me a good example, excuse me, start hiccup. The people that are silent in the face of every boundary, every barrier that God created, the, the, the home life, the family life, men being men, women being women, everything that is out there is geared to attack God's created order of beauty and purpose. And so when the, and we've talked about this, the churches have failed miserably. And I want to share something. I, I posted a very important prophecy on my alert, a word of the Lord, really, not so much prophecy. And it was from a guy named Corey, who's a pastor. When I post those, and I'd encourage everybody to go and read it, I, I tell people, look, you've got to go to God and ask him if this is true. And in my spirit, this thing resonates, because basically the Lord's saying, and I'm going to sum it up, Dave, I've pled with your nation. I've warned. I've, I've done everything I can do. What more can I do? And when God says, what more can he do? That means there's a pretty, pretty, uh, what would you say, major depth of depravity and denial. And it's interesting, as depravity increases, denial as to reality will absolutely increase along with it. And, and people are shaking their heads. I put up a, a picture, not a story, contained in a picture, or a picture contained in a story, and it shows men in bras and panties with beards, and and then the down below it shows little boys dressed up in makeup. You've got the absolute destruction of the American male. Meanwhile, Russian ten-year-olds or actually six-year-olds are learning how to strip AK-47s blindfolded, and we've seen the. Boy Scouts fold because, again, anything that's masculine, anything that is nationalistic, America is being destroyed, ladies and gentlemen, from within and from without. And right now, we're fighting. We're fighting for the soul of America. And, Dave, I love the, the name of your show. Again, Common Sense. I suggest Common Sense should be called Rare Sense because there is no such thing as common sense any longer unless somebody's eyes are open, because everything is subterfuge, everything is camouflage. Oh, you're so right. And you're right about taking down God's creation. I've got to interview on a number of occasions an ex-NSA agent, Vance Davis, and I've known Vance for 25 years. He told me, as part of his NSA-slash-NATO training, that they were taught 
there's been a war going on out in the cosmos for eons. The prize is the human soul. They can't get the human soul, so they're trying to change humanity, change culture, change people. And he was talking, this is 1993, 1994 when he was telling me this. He didn't use the word transhumanism, Steve, but he described it to a T. He said, this is the agenda. It is good versus evil. So even the NSA is aware of what you just said. Oh, absolutely. And this is this is something it, really important that people have got to understand, you know, that even the, the Pentagon, the ones that are at the level of uh, clearance to understand the alien wars, and we'll get to that. I'm not talking about illegals. I'm talking about extraterrestrials and extra-dimensionals. They're two different groups. But, you know, Dave, we, we've seen this push for a long time. And when I started on talk radio in 95, uh, I remember covering this story about, you're going to love this, the soul catcher chip. S-O-U-L, Catcher Chip. And what was interesting about the name is, is that they planned to have it. This was British Telecom, too, okay? Uh, think about that. So, 96 is what, for 22 years ago. And the vastness and the expansiveness of that specific title has always been out there. And I want to make this clear. We can maybe address it now. All of the abductions, all of the alien encounters, all of the uh, people who are having losses of time, the human DNA has been under experimentation and mutagenic uh, alteration since uh, probably real accelerated mode since 1947 after Roswell, after the atomic bomb. And up until that time, God had had, uh, if you will, place barriers so man couldn't go there. And as you know, I write a lot about ancient history and even the history before the creation of, uh, of Genesis 1, 1, and 1, 2, the, what's called the pre-Adamic Earth, because all of the myths, legends of the Golden Age talk about the gods brought uh, judgment on themselves when they started messing, messing around with animal DNA and making hybrids, mythological monsters, etc. Fast forward to where we're at right now, and that stuff's going on. But if you, if you look at what you've warned about, I've warned about, every single technology breakthrough, whether it's artificial intelligence, AI, I talk about it, antichrist intelligence, transhumanism, uh, hybridization, all of the special, uh, if you will, faculties that give human beings their uniqueness, the devil is trying to duplicate, replicate, or destroy, and basically mutate everything that God's made. So Jesus said, and look, we're in the time period where I I encourage all Christians, never be ashamed of Jesus. He's the one that will keep you alive. You know this, Dave, the world's churches have capitulated. Churches in America will do anything. They'll serve up anything except the gospel. They'll basically, uh, pretty soon they'll serve each other up for death, unto death, and that's a whole other story. But the point being is that the power of God is manifested through his believers. It's a book of Acts, Christians, that turned the world upside down. So can God deal with issues so advanced as transhumanism? Or, you know, uh, 
uh, the worlds that go beyond even the dimensions we understand, both in a macro and a micro mode. You know, you were at Branson. You remember hearing Hugo de Garris. Oh, yeah. I think everybody, their jaws dropped from uh, where they were attached to their upper jaw, and uh, our mouths were open because he made this statement that unless we deal with AI, it's going to extinct humanity. And he's not talking decades, is he? No. In fact, Steve, there was an article that I just read that addressed this. It said that AI was taught to play a game, and AI learned how to cheat in the game and violate its own programming. So that means it can be sentient. Therefore, it means it's going to be our adversary. Well, it's going to be our adversary, and and you know my position has been, ever since I wrote the book Genetic Armageddon, I replaced it with Xenogenesis, and now terminated the end of man is here. The idea of evil spirits that are dispossessed, an evil spirit, let me explain it from the Bible, the book of Enoch, and the book of Giants, which are Dead Sea Scrolls. A demon is a disembodied spirit of a giant. A giant was a progeny of a fallen angel and an earth woman. A giant is not a fallen angel. A demon is not a fallen angel. Demons seek to possess human beings. When they cannot possess human beings, they seek to possess articles or objects that can control human beings. I have been on record for two and a half decades on talk radio saying the day will come when robots will be demon-possessed. And now we're seeing the very illustration that Dave Hodges just gave you, ladies and gentlemen, where the artificial intelligence are finding out, the people thinking that AI is going to produce sentience, or sentience, that's a better word, uh, is going to uh, somehow achieve consciousness. That's the whole basis of transhumanism. That's BS. That's the deception. The only way those uh, constructs mechanical or neurobiological constructs will achieve sentience is because they will become demon-possessed. And, you know, it's going to be wild. It's going to make uh, Stephen King's Christine seem like Little League. Yeah, Steve, it's, it's just a matter of time until it's in full view of everybody. But right now, these capabilities exist as we speak. Let me ask you a question since we've kind of jumped into transhumanism for a second because it is one of the ways our country is going to be brought down. When we look at transhumanism, do you think the claims right now that I'm reading about that say that uh, we can actually read people's thoughts on projected screens, is is that here now or is that something they're working towards? No, that's here now, Dave. And the thing is, is that they can, and, and here is the issue. I was told by multiples and, and uh, I hope at Branson this year I'll share background without ever sharing names. But I was brought into a world and educated at a level where basically I'm just a Montana guy. I'm not putting myself down, but because of the warning of God's people, my I believe that's my charge before the Lord, contrary to what my critics say, but that how how it really works and the demon possession and the advanced technology, you've heard me say this on your show, and you've, uh, you've addressed it. And when I ask how far advanced is technology, they basically gave me the same answer. They said thousands of years in the past. So it's back to the future. And you know my statement, science fiction 
is nothing more than the portrayal of technology and or entities that exist put into a cinematic form or comic books or video games to get people to dismiss it as, oh, that's just a game. In other words, they're telling everybody what's coming down. They're telling everybody what's happening. And now, and I don't play video games. I want everybody to know that. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not down on anybody who does, but I'm just saying be careful because the point is is that those things are getting into the realm of spirit, evil spirit. They're getting into, and they're going to be called Ouija games. You mark my words. The day is coming where people will interface with, if you will, seemingly virtual avatars that will be a walking Ouija board, and things will come to pass, and they will come to pass. And those people that enter into that realm, be prepared, because it will cost you your eternal destiny unless God chooses to, to bring you out of that world. Because, again, Dave, uh, you know, people couldn't believe it. And i, I got to deal with sex robots, okay? I'm not trying to be pornographic. I'm not trying to be salacious. I'm just going to say this. They are now saying that the end behind the scenes, and I won't go into any detail how I know that. And, by the way, I've never been to a factory or anything. I don't talk to those guys. But behind the scenes, they are claiming that they have almost achieved total interactivity and motion with robots, both female for men, and I got a new word for them. They're going to be called incubots and succubots. An incubus is an evil spirit that's a male that has sex with a female. A succubus, the reverse of that. So now, Dave, imagine incubots, nobody else has used that term that I know of, and succubots are going to be demon-possessed robotic lovers, but those robotic lovers, depending on the DNA and their ability to process, define, if you will, uh, uh, give a gene print. Can you imagine, they used to talk about honeypots being female spies that would kill uh, whoever their target was by seducing them. Can you imagine robots being given that role, too? And you and I were on your show months ago. Remember when I talked about bathrooms that are going to take DNA, you yes. know, when you're standing at your urinal or on the toilet? And, and within days, and I, I think people, I, I don't know if you saw it, but I think I sent it to you, they, the scientists announced that. Toilets that capture DNA, process it, and transmit it. Yeah, I'm so, well aware of so, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, you know, boy, long for the good old days when you just go walk away from everybody and the trees and the provided some cover. The thing is, is we're being stripped. We're being stripped of our humanity. Our humanity is being drained. It's being genetically altered. And I know that I, I, I saw a presentation by uh, Cliff High, the WebBot guy, and. He's talking about aliens. Obviously, he's not a Christian. Obviously, I'm not his favorite person. But I acknowledge his, his brilliance. And where he's arriving at is the same thing I'm arriving at. I'm arriving at that point in time where I'm saying there are so many of genetically altered what once were humans, once were humans, OWHs, that you and I encounter them, and we don't realize it unless God gives us discernment. And this is why I tell everybody... You cannot win the world for Jesus doing it in a mechanistic, uh, legalistic, business-like environment. It's going to take the very power of God in the gifts of the Holy Spirit that the early church was known for. Because, again, we're dealing with a supernatural, 
intelligence. And, and you know, remember when Hugo de Garris did his best to explain how advanced the basic uh, genetically altered person will be? In other words, if I'm not mistaken, he said, imagine intelligence a trillion times stronger than the average human. Is that accurate in that presentation? Very accurate. And see, that's the seduction behind it. That's how people will get lured into accepting it. Yep. When you can have, you know, when you can have unchecked desire satisfied, well, it doesn't matter in what realm. When you can basically be told that you're not going to die, you're going to live at 900, 900, you get a new body, and you go back to looking like, you know, whoever you wanted to look like in the first place. And now there are specific robot companies making deals with specific actresses and stuff, and I won't even go beyond saying this, that you'll be able to experience uh, the sex act through specific personalities because they will be responding, downloading those memories, sensory perception, everything. Dave, this is a sick puppy world, but that's not where it ends. The blood is going to flow and getting back to civil war. We're in civil war. It's going to turn into a hot civil war. You and I did shows together. We both talked about the goal of the communists years ago was to get the police to turn on the people, the people to turn on the police, to get the people to lose faith in their intelligence community, which that wasn't tough, but even their, the FBI. I remember seeing Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. on television growing up, and, and where once you're looking at the most respective investigative law enforcement body, now what do you look at? You see corruption, lies, and you see cover-up, and you see absolutely no law in the land anymore. And that's what Jesus talked about, the lawlessness. And that's the man of lawlessness, the mystery of iniquity that's, that's behind it all. So when people shake their head and say, well, I don't know what's going on, well, yeah, you, 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 you do. I'll tell you what's going on. You just don't want to admit what's going on. Well, unfortunately, people, we're back to that original question. Many people don't want to know what's going on because, one, they're afraid, two, they can't handle the paradigm shift. But there's something I want to interject to what you said earlier. There's research out there from a group called SNARK, which is a social psychology research. It says that when an aggregate number of any belief system reaches 10% of dedicated followers, that belief system takes off like wildfire. So, Steve, if we're at 2 and 3%, 10% is really our magic number. And my fear is, I think we're going to get to 10%, but I'm afraid that people will be awakened by bad circumstances, and it might be too late for them to act. What do you think? Here, I, well, here's the deal. If they don't act, here, my answer to that, and that's a very, uh, I think, uh, a very terminally important question. If people don't act now, if they don't speak out, if they don't stand up for Jesus, if you go to a church with a puke in the pulpit, and by the way, I honor all men of God who are called to the ministry, but anybody who sells out Jesus, anybody who who says the Word of God isn't the Word of God, anybody that says God is a she, anybody that denigrates the person or the uh, personage of the gospel and the Godhead, is an enemy. And it's just like this, Dave. Let's, let's get into the nitty-gritty of it. I don't know where an assortment of people can be gathered that can be addressed outside of talk radio right now. 
or on the Internet, and look at what they're doing to you, and look at what they're doing to me, and everybody who's on the Internet are having our audiences cut in half. And ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason that's happening, is because look at all the, the uh, techno giants, from Apple to you name it, Google, Yahoo, uh, everybody, face, Faces of Death book, everybody's in China now because it's simple. I remember saying this, Dave, and you can say amen. I said 15 years ago, I said, do you know what? I'll tell you why the United States is going down, because the United States in those days had sub-300 million people, and China still was over the 1.2 billion. I said, it's a sheer matter of money. They would now, because they've raped, plundered, and pillaged the American taxpayer, the American consumer, the American student, now they need a bigger field to offer the same destructive formula. In other words, they need more sheep to shear. And isn't it interesting that MSM, who is uh, just uh, heralding the wonder of it all, you know, it basically all the technology feats and wonders, isn't it interesting? They always bring up Russia. They never bring up China. Well, I'll tell you why that is. Simply, uh, dollars count. The truth doesn't. Interesting you'd put it that way. Um, China is in bed so bad with Google and Google technology is being used to repress the Chinese people. Do you see that happening here as the civil war unfolds? Absolutely. Everybody, and this is, this is I wish, Lord, please answer this prayer for the sake of your people. I, I, I pray that God will open the eyes of people, because you and I, and everything we've ever said, everybody we've talked to, are all algorithms now. When I first brought that out, Dave, 10 years ago, maybe even 12 years ago, about assassination algorithms, well, you know where that went, the same hole that, you know, they wanted to put me in and cover me over. This isn't about me, but what I'm saying is, is they are as advanced there. Anything you see doing, uh, being done in China is already in effect here, just not announced. Interesting. Because the social credit system they use there is second to none where they've just repressed all of free speech. But there was another thing that Pat Wood told me about. He said they had a master sleuth tell the Chinese government, I can elude your technology. They turned him loose, and they found him in three minutes. This is what we're moving towards here, isn't it? Absolutely no place to run, no place to hide. Now, I, I pray, and I really do. I'm saying, Lord, I'm talking to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm saying, help your people. Lord, narrow the field, because there is a boogaboo in all this, and it's technology. If it's volcanic ash, and we'll get to the volcanoes maybe in the next hour. How many, how many minutes do we have before we uh, have to go? To take in, a this, break? in this particular hour, we got about three and a half minutes. Okay. Well, if they can't see through it, see around it, or get their signals from it, then we've got a chance. Now, with every technology, there is a counter-technology. But unfortunately, Dave, the people that are in the, the position to uh, define, devise, or invent the technology, they're all bought up. When anybody is a high-tech company uh, that's got any, if you will, possibility of coming up with a countermeasure to a measure, they're bought up. They're assimilated. They cannot be allowed out there in order to uh, provide any sort of cover, concealment, or camouflage 
for the people. In essence, we know this. We've watched the slaughter bots. You were at Branson. We put up that video about the, the micro swarms with a little C4 charge, and, and they just swarm in. And based on GPS, they blow up whoever they want. This isn't fear. God is telling his people what to deal with, what to pray against. And when we come back, we, we need to tell people that, uh, you know, where it's coming to, where, excuse me, where it's going to, and they've got to understand by the end of this three hours that we are at war, that their children have no future if they don't stand up. It doesn't matter how much money a person has, you still can be tagged and you still can be shagged. In other words, they can kill you any place they want, and God's the only one that can protect us, and we've got to pray coordinated and effective prayer against this technology of hell. I totally agree with you. And, and what a lot of people are not aware of or what they've forgotten in their history is the brown shirts. See, Hitler used these people to rise to power, and as soon as he got there, he cast them aside and killed them all. And this is why I laugh at the Democratic Party. If people like Maxine Waters think that some she's somehow immune to what's coming, she's fooling herself. She's a brown shirt. Chuck Schumer is a brown shirt. They're going to be cast aside in this new world order. And if they only knew what their future held, and if they only knew their history, Steve, they would be singing a whole different tune. We'd be building that wall faster than anything. Well, we've been talking with Steve Quayle here in the first hour of the Common Sense Show. And if you said, gee, Dave, I missed that stuff on Branson. Uh, can you tell us about it? Yeah, we'll get to that again in the second hour, I promise you. Uh, before we leave here, uh, Steve might be sold out because uh, let me tell you, it's the most life-changing, the best experience that I think I've ever had in this business. When we come back on the other side, we're going to we're going to complete the topic that we're on right now, but we're also going to move into uh, the alien disclosure question. And in the third hour, we'll be talking about World War III. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back after a word from these sponsors at the top of the hour. 